Hey guys, welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking all about posture. How can good posture uh, really help you with regards to back pain? And also we'll touch a little bit on bad posture. So hopefully today's going to be really, really helpful for you guys. Just as a reminder, we do these live streams every single weekday. So if you are new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. Make sure you have the notification bell hit if you're on YouTube. That way you know when we go live. And again today, we've got Lara just there next to the camera. She's going to be reading out your questions. So if you have any questions for that Q&A section at the end of the live stream, then please do post those in the comments as we get on. And we'll get to those at the end, whether they're on posture specifically or whether they're on sort of back pain in general. So uh, we'll kind of go through the whole of the spine today as well and also give you guys a few stats, a few little bits of data that just help you really understand the impact of these uh, sort of postural changes inside our body and also go through a few ways for you to evaluate that posture at home because we do talk a lot in the back in shape about the importance of good posture, that you should be doing X, Y and Z exercises with good posture. Hopefully by the end of the day we're going to understand what that actually means. So, First thing, I wanted to just cover a few stats with you guys, which we will then come back to later on in the live stream. Uh, first and foremost, this is really with reference to the lower back as well. Slouching increases the length of your spinal canal in the lumbar spine by about 20%. That is very, very important because it stretches out this whole structure. And we've touched on this on the live stream before, but having some numbers is really quite helpful in that position there with the, the natural doses as we slouch we're going to create a nice long stretch through there, which for extended periods can then lead to issues. So that's one thing to bear in mind. Many of you know we're going to be returning to work in September next week, and we want to be thinking about how we sat at our desk, especially if we're not used to doing so for a long period of time over the last couple of months, as we mentioned in yesterday's live stream. The next one is going to be the adaptation in the ligaments. When we have injuries in the lower back, this is very, very important. All too often, you see how these three really do tie together and create issues in that lower back. If we are slouching for extended periods with a lot with bad posture, we're going to be putting a stretch through these ligaments. And that stretch through the ligaments, especially if it's long, sitting in those positions for longer than 20 minutes without being fidgety, we are going to put stretch through these ligaments. Now, if some of those, let's suppose it's the L4-5, for example, or the L5-S1 happen to be injured, they are going to stretch a little bit more and a little bit faster because they don't have as much integrity. They're going to be less resilient to that stretch. And therefore, they will deform a little bit more, a little bit more effortlessly than the other ligaments. And that, over time, leads to a uh, process of instability developing at those segments. We ask, why do we keep getting recurring episodes of lower back pain? Why did I have a disc operation five years ago and the same one's injured again? Well, this is part of the reason why we're not necessarily doing the correct practices and our bad posture, our slouched posture when we're behind the desk, etc., is going to be contributing to this, further weakening those segments. And once we understand this, there's a lot of good things we can do to help it and stop it happening, but you have to take it on board first to be able to actually do something about that. And then the final one we want to touch on today, again referring to sitting flexed with a bad posture, so that slouched in front of the computer for long periods. This, we talk a lot about the disc hydration. Many of you maybe have had MRIs in the past or some sort of imaging and they've said degenerative disc disease or dehydrated discs, etc. How does this process occur? Well, every night when we go to bed, our discs rehydrate and every day they slowly dehydrate and fluid is also passing in and out of those discs as we go through the day um, as we're doing different activities. Maybe you're doing a towel exercise at home uh, for that lower back and that's a period where it's under lower pressure, so fluid's going to move in, like when you're resting. Or if we're sat down 
uh, at the desk in good posture, then fluid's going to slowly be moving out. But if we're sat down and flexed for four hours, this is a particular bit of research, we're going to get 15% more fluid removing from the annulus, which is the outer part of the disc, and therefore, and also 10% more removing from the nucleus. This is compared to other positions. So that flex position really accelerates the, the, the rushing out of fluid from that particular disc. And this is not particularly helpful, especially if we have issues in the discs with regards to current levels of dehydration. So please, please, please bear that in mind. All of these combined forces, the slouching, putting more stretch through the spinal cord, focusing that ligament stretch on certain ligaments that are maybe a little bit more injured than others. And it's important to remember that the discs, the annulus of the discs are also ligamentous in nature. And then that adaptation in those specific segments, plus the compression and the flexion through certain vertebral, uh, vertebral discs accelerating that degenerative process of loss of fluid is something we really want to avoid. So what should normal posture look like? We've got well, a number of circles on the side here that are sort of all arranged. We should first and foremost have the head over the shoulders. This is very, very important. The head is a big weight on a relatively long stick. We don't have the weight on this one, but it's a long stick. And if we push that head forwards, we now increase the weight of that head on the long stick. If I can hold this next to me, close because it's not far out in front of me for a long period of time. But if I'm now going to talk to you guys like this for the next five minutes, my arm is going to get very tired, the muscles have got more strain going through them, even though this way is the same. So the position of your head is very important, not only for neck health and upper back health, that can lead to issues there which we won't get into in today's live stream, but that head going forwards can also impact down in the lower back here. Because more stress increases these compression forces through the disc, increases the stretch through the ligaments because we have to remember that the ligaments, muscles and tendons all are really one continuous sheet the whole way down the spine. So what happens up here does have a knock-on effect and you hear this a lot uh, if you go to see an osteopath, physio or chiropractor, they will talk about the interconnectedness of the whole thing. Then we've got the shoulders moving forwards, they should be underneath the head and the shoulders should be over the hips. So you should be in that position there. If our shoulders start to round, we end up rounding up, generally speaking, rounding our kyphosis as well, our thoracic spine, and that further moves everything forwards. This now we've got a larger mass, maybe not quite as far forwards, but a larger shoulder girdle that now the lower back is having to compensate for. So that should remain over the top. We're also going to predispose things like rib issues through here if our shoulders are coming forwards, not to mention the fact that it's going to reduce your ability to get oxygen into your lungs. We need oxygen for our body to work effectively. So having that chest up and out allows the breathe effectively. It's great for the shoulders. Forward bleeding shoulders are gonna put problems on those shoulder joints as well. Things like supraspinatus and biceps tendonitis and other shoulder rotator problems will be more likely to occur if we're in this position. So we really want to try and avoid those. Then we move down to the hips. Now there's two problems that tend to occur here. Uh, one of them you might have heard us mention before on the live streams is maybe the carrying a heavy box or pregnant lady stance. And that's where we push the hips forwards and we lean backwards. We're carrying a heavy box here, maybe it's, you know, we're carrying a, a, a thing, or obviously ladies counterbalance like this when they're pregnant. In this position, we tend to hyperextend the lumbar spine and we put a lot of strain through this region down here, the upper part of the lumbar spine, because our centre of mass now moves behind the hips. So it really, really loads that L5S1, that bottom joint down here. And this, I think, in a lot of cases, for ladies anyway, going through that pregnancy process is what can lead to those sort of sciatic type symptoms. 
it really is not ideal. So that's the one variation of the hips moving forwards. The hips can also move backwards too far. We're in this sort of position here, the duck sort of position, and that's going to create different issues. In that particular scenario, we're likely to have a bit of anterior pelvic tilt. We're going to be shearing those last discs, not particularly good if we've got anything like the spondylolisthesis. It's going to put more pressure through those lumbar discs. Discs are designed for straight compression, not shearing, so they don't like that. And again, as we lean forwards, we have a greater permanent strain on these muscles and going down the legs there. So we want to get those hips in good alignment. That's really important. And then, depending on what's happening up top, where everything's going, we've then got the knees to deal with. Now, the knees typically should be under here, maybe marginally behind. But the knees, all too often, we see in a lot of people with back issues, they start to kind of be in a semi-squat. They struggle to straighten their legs out properly. The implications of this on the lower back are quite severe because we can never fully relax these leg muscles and allow them to turn off. So what's happening now is the leg muscles are constantly tight. That's going to increase the likelihood of things like retropatellar arthritis, which is the most common form of arthritis just behind the kneecap, because you're constantly pulling that kneecap onto the front of what's called the femoral condyles in the knee. So that's no good. Plus, some of those muscles coming up here, like rectus femoris, are going to pull on that pelvis and they're going to stiffen everything up. Now, if you're in back in shape and you, you've been through phase one, maybe you're in later on in the program, you'll know how important it is to keep these hips nice and mobile. And if we're constantly standing in a position that is inefficient, with more static muscle, muscle demand on our legs, then they're going to start to stiffen up and that's going to have a knock-on effect in the lower back. So please be mindful of this one. And then the last one, obviously, the feet and the ankles should be in a nice neutral position. All too often people are leaning forwards a little bit. That causes your feet to press into the ground. It's going to increase issues like Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, and those sorts of problems. Our feet tend to roll in as we lean forwards. Just try it now, over-exaggerate by leaning forwards, and you'll feel your feet press down. But if that's the status quo, we're going to have a low-grade chronic contraction of these calves and all too often people with lower back issues will get a degree of calf cramping etc. Some of that yes will be coming from the lower back, lower lumbar segments where they control it and we've got that muscle spasm but other bits will also be from bad posture and leaning forward to try and brace and our calves not getting that great and if those calves down the bottom are tightening up too much that's going to pull on the hamstrings which is going to pull on the back. The same way, if our head's going forwards, it's going to pull on our upper fibres of trapezius, it's going to pull on our erector spinae muscles, and also pull on the lower back. So all of these things fit together, and fundamentally, we want a nice good posture with the head, over the shoulders, over the hips, over the knees, and over the ankles, and that is the easiest way for you to, to sort of understand that. And if I just demonstrate a nice easy one, we mentioned this before, but quite a while ago, easy way to test this is stand against a wall, I'll choose the door frame here, Heels, bum, back and head against the wall allows you to experience what it's like. For some of you, when you do that, as you straighten up with the back, you might feel a little bit of pain here. If you've got more severe symptoms of sciatic symptoms, etc., then as you go to straighten up, it might aggravate your sciatic a little bit. If that's the case, that's okay. It's a very safe position to be in, but it gives you a cue as, as your spine comes back up, these holes return to a normal size. And therefore, if there was inflammation down here, obviously these lower ones, but just so you guys can see, there's inflammation down here. As this hole returns to a normal size, it's going to put a bit of pressure there. So use this as maybe a test. 
every day or so we go in front of next to the next to the wall sorry and we test and we see if we can get straight again with our heels firm back and head against the wall and you should find as you go through the back and shake for example that symptoms start to reduce inflammation starts to reduce your body starts to heal you get stronger and this is a nice little test to see your progress in the early days your ability to stand up straight now we may have other issues up in the neck which means that we can't get that head back against the wall and that can be problem can be problematic because some of the exercises you need to be able to lie flat on your back and that is a challenge but try your best to work around that neck problem rather than attributing it to the lower back and maybe getting things a little bit muddled in that area we can always have a neck issue that's undiagnosed that is a confounding variable for a lumbar spine issue that is fundamentally very separate although the consequences of having two issues at the same time can can be uh, problematic because it means you can't do the good things for one very easily and you need some adaptation so that's pretty much it for me today just remember stand up straight with your shoulders back and your head over your shoulders and if we can do that more if we can sit for extended periods less and if we can maintain a nice little dotted position in our lumbar spine and strengthen up those muscles in the back we're going to have good posture and that good posture has numerous benefits not least to mention in keeping your back in the best possible position in the most mechanically advantageous position and that's proven by a number of different bits and pieces that we've touched on today so with that being said we're going to the q &A. okay brilliant good morning everybody thank you for your questions i'll start off um on facebook uh, fiona has left a comment here she said i've got my first chiro appointment next friday and i'm going <laughs> on with all the main fact kind of in the back and shape info brilliant fiona awesome. let us know how you go i think generally a lot of chiropractors will be uh, yes, they're all very different, and I think it's a little bit more different nowadays, but a lot of them will work on the structure of the spine, and they'll, they'll go, they'll, this should make a big bit of sense, and they should be willing to discuss it with you. Awesome. Um, Faisal, good morning. With corrected posture and no stretching of the spine, will the ligament tissue heal, or is it permanently stretched, and it's a case of managing it with good posture and exercise so it doesn't get worse? No, so we do, what, what we often find in a lot of people with, especially with recurrent back problems, and I know, was that fail? Yeah, fail. Uh, with L4-5, that is actually the, the most common one that's really in quite a precarious position. It's, it's in that sort of position there, and we use things in the clinic to actually make a change to that position in the lumbar spine. It can change over time. It's, it's exercises that you do at home. You guys are obviously doing the towel exercise, which is going to restore that full doses. But with repetition, our body will adapt to the stress and to the strain and to the tightness of that ligament. Or that ligament will help tighten back up. We know this because we do work in the clinic that manipulates the ligaments by just putting the patient in a, in a sustained stress position on those ligaments. Over time, it causes a change in the alignment. So it is definitely possible you're doing the right exercises with the towel, you're more conscientious, and you stop doing the repetitive stretch and strain activities like those knee hugs, etc., that are going to make that worse. And just over time, it's going to slowly remodel. But we have to remember that the ligaments remodel an awful lot slower, they're less metabolically active tissues than other tissues like bone, for example. So it is going to just take that time for those ligaments to tighten up. And we just need to really think about that. For example, if we're doing squats, as we're doing squats, you're going to be a little more vulnerable at that little tucking under of the bum as you go down. So you go down and then tuck the bum under, you're just a little more vulnerable for something like that uh, in the future. So please, please, please just be mindful of that. Hold that static position and then uh, over time you'll improve. And yes. we need to on the legs as well. And Fiona says that her main issue is posture. And she says, it, it's mad to realise that I can't even stand straight against the wall without any pain. Yeah, as you will. The one thing to bear in mind, uh, guys, there was a little article out um, relatively recently in the last year or so, 
uh, some people were coming out with stuff about posture, posture is not important and things like that. You have to bear in mind that, you know, they don't tend to address all of these particular issues when they're doing these bits and pieces of research. They're just looking at people, and I don't, because, because people will use that sort of information, they don't worry about your posture. Um, in, this, in, the, in a lot of these research papers, they just say, oh, there's lots of people with bad posture, they don't have problems. And, and that's fine, but I've mentioned before, outside this window, under normal circumstances, not under coronavirus, um, there are going to be tons of cars going past, and many of them will have maybe brake pads that are a little bit worn, they'll have tyres that are a little bit worn, and they aren't a problem right there, but there's no mistaking, bad posture puts more mechanical load, mechanical stress, and mechanical strain through your body, and that you may be getting away with that right now, but some of you won't, you know that it has a problem in your back, just be mindful there are people that will say the same things, pains in the brain, and those sorts of things, so... Okay, I'll move on to YouTube. Okay, Jeannie has asked here, what is the best chair to sit on at home? I sit on a normal armchair with two cushions so I don't slouch back. Is this okay? I do get up and walk around every hour or so. Depends where the cushions are, first and foremost. If the cushions are too high, then they just push you back forwards into the chair. But I would say the best thing to do with regards to sitting is sitting, sit in a good position. Get your thumb in the back of the chair, your ribcage over the top of your hips, and so on and so forth. The same thing here, it's just that we've got our hips going out at 90 degrees, but that's the same, the same, same fundamental position. The problem with chairs is people do rely a little bit too much on chairs, say I need a chair to fix my back. The chair should support your normal back position, so you need to sit well in that chair. Some people will sit in a chair like this badly and others will sit in it well, that's down to the individual. Other people will use the Swiss balls where there's no support whatsoever and you have to engage, but equally, I've seen people slouched over on those Swiss balls just the same. So it is, try, try, yes, there are certain chairs and certain supports like we recommend using the towel behind the lower back, which I'm gonna imagine the cushions are probably doing something similar to support that level spine. We have to have the right position in mind and then try and emulate that. The chairs don't generally do it for us. They just support us doing it correctly. You can still slouch badly in any chair with any setup. And if you've got cushions or the towel behind you, it's really easy to slouch really badly. So just be mm. mindful of that. Okay, another question uh, about sitting. Margaret yep. has asked us on YouTube, uh, when I sit on a hard chair, my sit bones hurt um, and my spine feels uncomfortable. However, if I sit on a cushion, I feel unstable. Uh, what's going on? Any suggestions? Thank you. So if you've got excessive stress and strain, when you're sitting properly on a hard chair, you're actually sitting on these two bones here. These are called the ischial tuberosities. That's where your hamstrings attach. So if we have weak or overstrained hamstrings, possibly because they're getting signals from here down to Bentonian to overwork, for example, then you're gonna find there's a little bit of inflammation there. So sitting on those is going to be a little bit uncomfortable and that can often lead you to try and slouch and make things worse. So the real answer there is to be sat maybe in a chair that has a good back to it and use a slightly smaller bit of cushion to, to support that particular area of the buttocks so that it's not quite bone on bone. It's something that's got a little bit of give but not too much. And with time and protection from your core, you should find the feeling of instability sat on a cushion should, should, should decline. But those sorts of kitchen dining, dining chairs are going to be a bit problematic because it is uncomfortable sitting on a bone. It's the same way as if you lean on your elbow on a, on a side here, it's, it's uncomfortable. So that's the same sort of thing that's happening down there. And if there's a bit of strain on those hamstrings as well at the attachment site, it can, it can make things a little bit worse. So try that. Slightly less cushion, 
it should make a difference. Okay, brilliant. Um, Sarah Ann has asked us, I have to use a wheelchair for outings, etc., due to disability. How do I stop the muscles, etc., seizing up and improve my posture? Well, if, if, if we're able to walk, I would assume that you can walk around the house uh, and you can do stuff around the house. It's just for those longer outings that we're having to be in the wheelchair. It's a case of building things up. Mm. Do your best to, to build up those, uh, the, that, that strength in those muscles. The, the people underestimate what a concerted effort over an extended period of time can do to the strength and stability in our muscles. If we provide ourselves with good nutrition, we are consistent. Depending on everyone's circumstances, they are all different. If we're slightly older, then we're going to have a slightly slower adaptive mechanism. If we're slightly younger, we're going to get away with it more. So we have to bear that in mind, but we should always be striving to make small improvements. And if that's 5% improvement in a month, if it's an extra rep a week, of one of these exercises, strengthening things up through, for example, the back and shake program will help you strengthen these legs whilst keeping them mobile, protecting the core in your, in, in your lower back, and also building some of the muscles that support the spine sort of all the way down the back. That, that is what I would suggest you do. And just slowly start to test yourself with these outings. Maybe going out with a friend or family member and, and saying, look, I'm gonna walk for the first 10 meters, maybe today. Or, and you know, maybe you do that for a week. Mm. And that's hard, but it's manageable. Then you can rest down in the chair. And then maybe after a week or two, you might then say, okay, I'm gonna walk 12, 13 meters, and so on and so forth. And if you're doing that over the course of a year, over the course of many years, it's really gonna to start to build up over time. And once you do get, get past a certain critical mass, critical, uh, critical momentum, you're gonna find it easier to continue to progress. Yeah. There will always be hard bumps along the road though, with those sorts of things. Um, Sarah, and I'm not sure if you are on our Back in Shape program, it's completely free to join and you get phase one free, yes, um, basic. Yeah. And that's just uh, backinshapeapp.com. I'll put the link in for you. Just yeah, there should, there should be a link down here if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, for somebody who, let's say, is permanently in a wheelchair, is there any exercises that you could recommend, maybe just to, uh, you know, for the for the posture, for the chest, just opening out that cavity? The, the, the main one is, we actually did a little, uh, a little video on the premium members, but the, the main one that I would say for that particular area is going to be just in this position here and just starting in that position slightly, slightly slouched so you know where you're coming from, coming from, and then just up and out, and then just popping the chest up and out. And it's, it's really an up and out position. Imagine there's someone grabbing you here and pulling you up. It's, it's that movement there. We're not arching the back or anything like that. It's putting the chest up and out. And as we do that, the shoulders come down and we really get this part between the shoulder blades to engage. That's gonna help you be a little bit more upright and almost feel like you're lifted out of the chair. Those sorts of things are gonna be helpful. But if we do have a little bit more permanent disabilities so we can't get out of a wheelchair, etc., then that can help. Putting a bit of pressure down on the armrest to pump and stretch out the spine regularly can also help but try and get some a bit more bespoke support from a physiotherapy point of view. Someone's maybe help you give you a bit more tailored advice for your personal circumstances. Okay, brilliant. Really hope that helps, Sarah. And do let us know. Right, I'm going to jump back into Facebook. Facebook, fantastic. That's very encouraging. Fiona, awesome. 36 years of hairdressing has not done me any favours. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you're just over like that yeah, the whole time. Over the it is um, Alex Sparks said, just looked at an uh, old posture analysis done by a chiropractor, horrified to see that my neck is totally straight and angled forwards. Yeah. Uh, 
However, I can do your posture check against the wall. Does this mean my neck has been corrected or can be corrected? So it means that there's two things, and we didn't touch on this in the start of the live stream, but it's worth mentioning now. The posture is a window into your spine, but it doesn't reveal all of the nuanced changes that may be taking place there. So we might have a very straight neck, for example. The neck might be straight like so. Or it might be going, it might have, and this is for you, Alex, in the past, it might be going forwards with a curve, we just don't know unless we see it on an x-ray. So that's one thing to bear in mind. That being said, having it over the shoulders is going to be better than not. So yes, doing that test, showing that you're able to get that head back over the shoulders is a very, very good sign. But it's not fixed unless that's your natural status quo posture. So if you go and stand against the wall, are you going to stand just like so, and you're pretty comfortable. But if you stand upright against the wall and you go, oh, I'm not quite there, and then you have to really, oh, now I'm there. If you're having to consciously work hard to get yourself back to that neutral position because it's not innate, it's not natural, it's not something you instinctively do, then I would suggest it's not fixed, in, in, in inverted commas. It's something we have to work on so that it does become a natural process of just having that head up over the shoulders. So uh, that is something to bear in mind. It's, it's not that it's necessarily fixed, because you can do it, it's good, that really bodes well for you, but do you do it every day? Is that your natural posture now? And if it's not, then it's more concerted effort needs to be done to fix that, and you are 100% in control of doing that. Okay, brilliant. Um, I think that is everything for today. Let's just have a look on YouTube. Yes, awesome. Thank you everyone for your questions. Awesome. Brilliant. Thanks so much for joining us guys today uh, on this sort of uh, in-clinic live, live stream. Hopefully you guys have found it really helpful. Again, if you do find these particular live streams, these ones where we're on the whiteboard, moving around a little bit more, if you do find them a little bit more helpful and you want more on this sort of topic, then please do uh, post in the comments below. Again, if you're new to the channel, please do hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, that'll be somewhere around this video. And if you found this video useful, give it a thumbs up as well. It's always appreciated.